Welcome to the Flyover Ministry Podcast, a practical youth ministry podcast for small church leaders by small church leaders. We are grateful that you have joined us for our journey through ministry-related topics that we hope help equip and encourage you as you serve Jesus wherever you are. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Jordan. And this is Flyover Ministry. We hope that you are doing well in your season of ministry, whatever season that is in. We're hoping that you are seeing the fruits of God at work in and through the work that you are doing and the work of people around you. Jordan, I am uh, reminded as we were before we hit record, uh, as we come off of a month of talking about games, we're going to be a little more serious here and talk about conflict within church ministry. So, Jordan, question for you. Have you ever been in conflict with someone? No, that's why I figured like I was a good resource for this month. Oh, good. Just kidding. <laughs> yes, there has been conflict in my life, but that's not the reason for this particular episode at this particular time. Right. And I want to make this clear at the outset here. As we talk about church conflict, this is not going to be an opportunity for Jordan and myself to vent about our own ministries. We, we really want to avoid that as much as we can. We really want to be able to help walk you through. This isn't geared towards any one person. So if you feel like we're targeting you specifically, uh, if what we're saying is speaking to where you're at right now, uh, that was not our intention. It was accidental. But we pray that maybe this is a good resource for you to uh, think and pray over. Uh, as you pursue conflict resolution within your own ministry. So, uh, Jordan, we're going to get into this here a little bit. Before we do, though, basically what you just said, we could sum up by saying, the stories you're about to hear are true, but the names (laughs) and locations have been changed to protect the innocent. (laughs) That is, that. yeah, we'll just leave it at that. That was well said. (laughs) Or maybe, yeah. So... Why, Jordan, why in the world does conflict exist within the church? I mean, we're supposed to be the people of peace, people of God. We're supposed to all get along. Why in the world does conflict exist in the church? I'm sure this answer is going to shock people, and I'm sure you know the answer since we've both affirmed it on our notes for the lesson today. But (laughs) um, conflict exists because the world is broken, and the world is broken because of sin. And I know that's such a simplistic answer and we could like finish up there and say all right our series on conflict is done but as we're really approaching this um today i mean i i think it's important because because of the brokenness that we live in all around us in this world we are going to run into conflict i mean i don't know the last time you looked in a mirror and didn't see a sinner dan but for me it was the last time i looked in the mirror and it will continue to be that so we can't escape mm-hmm. from this and when we have sinful people interacting with each other, you're bound to have problems. And um, the next time you look around the congregation, I mean, just look at what kind of, and imagine what kind of time bombs could be just waiting to go off as, you know, someone says something wrong and, well, I get ahead of myself. But yes, that is why there is conflict. Yeah, and especially being in the Midwest, um, I'm targeting ourselves here, but uh, We have a tendency, many of you are familiar with the term Minnesota nice, and I've jokingly referred to this as just astonishing levels of passive aggressivism. 
uh, what we tend to do is we tend to just harbor it and sit on it and just don't mention it. I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to create waves. And at the same time, as we ignore it, we just let it sit and fester and it starts to consume us. And I'll, I'll admit that that has happened to myself sometimes and it causes me to get angry. And the only way to get rid of anger is to simply just let it go. But as we talk about conflict resolution, I, I think of especially Romans 12, 18, as kind of, I think we'll continue to come back to this verse as we talk about conflict resolution, but Paul is writing about what it looks like to live lives as Christians, as the people of God, and as long as it is dependent on you, as far as it is possible on your part, live at peace with all men, right? This is not looking for vengeance or looking to prove your point or to make a stand or plant your flag on this hill and say, here I am, this is, uh, I'm not moving and you all are wrong. This is you saying, you know, conflict requires two people, right? Mm -hmm. And you are part of that equation, uh, whether that you are the main source of that conflict or not. As far as it is dependent on you, you ought to live peacefully with the people around you, which means that, um, especially in smaller churches, that results in needing to have grown-up conversations, right? It, it requires a certain level of maturity. You, you don't have a crowd that you can slink away uh, into. You, you can't be this anonymous person in your church because, you know, and especially in a small church, you're out there, um, people are going to see you. It's hard to hide in a smaller congregation. So, uh, Jordan, what advice here do we would you give to people as they are looking to live peacefully with the people around you? Man, that's um, I'm going to say I have a lot of advice, and you're going to have to tune in <laughs> next week for it. Uh, right. Cause, cause I, and I know I'm really getting ahead of ourselves here, but yeah, that's fine. I, I think next week we're going to just so you guys understand the scope what we're doing this month. Um, we're yeah. talking today about the nature of conflict and just you'll see as we go um, next we're going to talk about the way through conflict and then ending up with reconciliation um, but as we as we think about conflict too I, I think this is an appropriate thing just because I've, we, we both talked about how conflict is a, a reality and if you have not experienced conflict in your setting yet um, either you're not really paying attention to what's going around you or you have just shot, got there. So um, this is something that's going to be important for all of us who are serving in ministry. Um, and and as we think about this, I mean, I, I know some stories of churches that have broken up over the silliest of things. So, I mean, we could probably wax on <laughs> about this for a long time. But Dan, what are some ways that you think are common causes? Um, we, I know we could appeal to sin again, but... <laughs> A little bit more specific, like what are some things that you think are common causes for conflict in local congregations? I think the uh, areas of strength that God gives us can be a source of conflict in some regards. And I'll, I'll highlight this because God gives us different gifts in uh, a lot of different ways. And those gifts are primarily meant to be used to build other people up. And when you have a very strong passion and an interest in let's just say and i'm again you just asked for a i'm just going to use this generically here okay just so i'm, I'm not pointing fingers directly let's say you have a person at your church that just really loves the idea of planting churches like they want to be a part of a church plant they, and they think that your church should be a part of planting another congregation 
down the road or in another part of the state or in another state even. Um, and, and they would love to see your church be a part of it. And all of a sudden that becomes, um, for lack of a better term to, that I can think of, their hobby horse. Mm. Now, that's not exactly going to be everyone else's hobby horse because they might think, you know, our church furnace is was on its last legs about three years ago and we need to take some of this money and our resources and actually put it towards a a, a decent <laughs> a decent furnace. Now all of a sudden you're talking about not doing church planning and taking money that could have gone to help another church and instead doing um, a, a fix a, a kind of a fixer upper project. Right. And that can be a, a source of resentment, you know, because all of a sudden, don't you care about the gospel being spread? Well, we do. We care about it being spread here in the months of Jan uh, of November to April. Uh, speaking in my context here in Minnesota, where it's cold. If we don't do something, the gospel is not going to be preached here, at least at, le at least in this building. So sure. I think there's just different interests and different focuses and different intentions of what a church should focus on as far as ministry that can be a source of conflict. Um, you know, and that's even looking at some, something that can be good, something that is good and proper and, you know, your church should talk about it. But it can be turned on its head, which I think really sh just shows us how powerful sin is mm -hmm. to be able to corrupt even good things. Yeah, I'm going to throw that question back at you here. What is a common source of conflict you that know, you've seen? I think going to our humanity, um, a lot of it's going to come to pride. Uh, I think that kind of touches on a little bit what you were sharing too, um, your passion. But pride too, like whenever, whenever our pride gets wounded, we're really quick to get defensive whether that's hearing something that somebody says and choosing to misinterpret it, or maybe that's even genuine, but caring so much about, you know, the sense of justice to you rather than having a more congregational sense of justice in the sense that, you know, we tend to give ourselves free passes all the time. Um, I think personal interest is something that can cause conflict, uh, vision, different ideas for the church, um, selfishness, you know, these things, they don't sound nice. I mean, vision sounds pretty good, but like selfishness and self-centeredness and stuff aren't really nice things, but yet they're evident within us and cause conflict. And, you know, even we could say there's, there's potential for, um, just, we fail one another, right? Mm -hmm. So we have, Similar to a marriage, if someone's got unspoken expectations, you know, I thought this person was going to get the bulletin done this week, and now we don't have a bulletin for the service this morning. Like, this is a problem, and we can be gracious about it and learn from it, or we can just to say, you know, I'm going to now have a vendetta against you, or someone promised to do something and didn't follow through, or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, and even it's kind of like Hatfield and McCoy's, there could be some some family feud going on. Uh, within members of the congregation too, you know? So yeah. um, a lot of it would boil down to those things too, though. But when, and when we have so many different sources of conflict, and you, you mentioned kind of that um, passive aggressiveness, but what, how does, how else do you see like that manifesting in the local context? So, I mean, we're, we're talking about smaller congregations. You can't really run from it talked about Minnesota nice, so maybe it's just like kind of a frostiness towards someone, but what other ways does conflict look like 
in a church in a church setting? I think there's uh, I think you really hit on it with pride. I don't know if I have a whole lot more to add. I mean, pride is really the root of any kind of sin. And, and as we're seeing sin being the conflict of any <laughs> issue or any con source of conflict in our churches, I think that is a um, I think that's a very good summary. I mean, honestly, and, and I'm guessing that a lot of people listening right now have already filled in the blanks uh, with things that they've seen conflict come from today. So uh, there's there's an element here where we could keep talking about sources of conflict, and I, I don't know. Am I dodging your question in saying this, Jordan? I don't. Uh, a little bit. I was I was more looking okay. at what it manifests in. So so I'm just thinking about too. You know, you could have prayer requests that kind of target another mm. person. You could okay. have. Yeah. Um, kind of excluding, like you end up having two different groups or fellowship time is like, you can see the battle lines or, you know, different things like that. All right. I, I misunderstood the question. I think I see, I've seen this. Um, I, I think this can be presented in a way where lack of communication is a source of uh, resentment showing itself, mm -hmm. where you might have a project going on at church and you just don't invite certain people or let other people know that something is going on because you just don't want to deal with them. Um, you have people that just won't even show up at church because so-and-so might be there. And, you know, different ways that are different faces that that kind of conflict and resentment might present itself. And it, it's not healthy. It's very obvious and it leaks into other people that really are not a part of that, <laughs> that conflict to begin with. It almost forces people within the church to take sides, right? You talked mm -hmm. about Hatfield McCoys and um, you know, how many of their neighbors were drawn into that conflict uh, just out of necessity. Like, I, I want to be a good neighbor, but I, I, I can't be a good neighbor to them and them because this conflict is going on. So I need to, the line has been drawn by somebody and they're forcing my hand to take a side. And that is, you know, in a lot of ways, that is not a healthy way for conflict to be taking part in a church. But I'm wondering, Jordan, is there a way for conflict to be healthy within a church? Like, is there a way for a church to practice healthy conflict? I would say yes, um, in the sense that kind of maybe the inverse, if, if, if there's an absence of conflict, I would wonder sometimes if it's not that it's just hidden and being repressed, like you had said before. So you might have something that's bubbling under the surface, but everything looks fine on the, on the top until something happens. And for an example, um, we could think of in first Corinthians, the church there, which is a great example for many things not to be doing, but, um, <laughs> there, there seemed to be a lack of conflict in that they had, uh, really compromised their morals to allow this gentleman to be a part of their congregation. Um, and Paul actually calls him out and says, you guys have been avoiding this. This is not good. So sometimes conflict needs to happen, um, just to be keeping our integrity, you know? And I think that becomes a question mm -hmm. of how do we rightly handle it? Because there's, there's a right way and a wrong way to, to go through conflict, right? I mean, some people enjoy conflict for the sake of conflict. Um, I know, you know, just think about the times you're on Facebook and you make a comment and you're just like waiting for the responses because you know that you're going to get something. So, for example, uh, well, I didn't I didn't respond to this because it was for the purpose of like cr creating ire in people, but it was just OK. So 
there was a, a um, Planned Parenthood ad that was talking about abortion. It's a life or death issue. And I simply said, man, this sure is an ironic commercial, you know, um, because they're mm-hmm. totally passing over the the life of the baby. Um, and so I knew that was going to cause some some comments right and you know you type the comments and you get that kind of like the nervous butterflies of just like did i just do that (laughs) do i hit send all of a sudden like you've got 60 responses and you're like i don't have time this isn't fruitful but everyone has to like correct me or whatever um so i engaged a little bit but i mean sometimes we thrive on just like putting something out there you know just for the sake of it um that's not what i'm talking about but turns out turns out people like to hear themselves talk which is why they start podcasts. That was that was my follow up. <laughs> that was my exact follow up. So well are done you, for already being where I was heading. So. Are you saying that I was just talking for a long time, Dan? No, I think that we have a conflict here that we need to address. And you I'm, caught I'm total, me I'm, monologuing. Oh, <laughs> wonderful! Oh, that's terrific. I think conflict though comes in in a healthy way when you work together as a team. I think mm-hmm. you should expect it, and in a lot of ways. I'm grateful for conflict. Uh, you know, there's, I just had a annual review from our parish chairman and there was a little bit of conflict there. There's some things that I definitely need to work on. And I wouldn't know that if it weren't for conflict, you know, mm-hmm. to be able to have somebody address something that they think that not just them, not just this one person, but this is, these are um, words of input from people from around the church to be able to come together and say, hey, Pastor Dan is doing great at this. Maybe he should work a little bit on this. You know, turns out, uh, and I don't mind sharing this because it was absolutely true. Um, I need to tone down my sarcasm when I'm talking to people. Some people understand my sense of humor. Other people don't appreciate it so much. And, you know, I wouldn't know that if it weren't for conflict. It is healthy and it is important for us to work together as a team. And I I mentioned the conflicting uh, points of view and different passions for ministry within the church, it's good that that exists, right? Because the church ought to represent, you know, everybody. Everybody has something different that they want to focus on. But when that becomes aggressive and resentful, that is when it turns very quickly into an unhealthy pattern and mm-hmm. you need to address it within the, the congregation. Yeah. And in that sense, yeah, I'd say that because we're not a monolith, we shouldn't be a monolith of, of people um, the congregation is a, a an expression of the unity amidst the diversity, um, similar to God and the Trinity, um, and and we should expect something there. And in conflict too, is good in the sense that oftentimes it's something that can lead to growth if we allow it to, um, and that's really important to recognize. So not so good in the sense of like just have conflict for the sake of conflict. Like you don't want to just come in and some night and paint the organ in sparkles or something or even just get rid of the organ (laughs) or do that uh (laughs) yeah but if it's going to be something like you have maybe a different idea of uh some sort of outreach that you can do and it's been different to what people have done before like you can bring it up and have a discussion and um go to seek the lord in that and be willing to say even though this is what my thought is it might not be the best one. Mm. Yeah. So, so as we're kind of, I mean, conflict, we're, we're exposed <laughs> to it. We're good to it. Uh, as far as kind of this, nothing new here, but who, 
we I think what we've talked a lot about so much was kind of like intercongregational conflict. But I want to recognize too that there's um, quite a few different realms or spheres in which conflict can happen. You know, we're used to conflict being in our own home. I think that's going to be something that's really consistent, especially if you have kids, because there's this old conflict that comes with learning to be obedient, and that's that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the church, I mean, we can have conflict within our members, you know, one member to another member. Uh, it's possible that there's a conflict between the church leadership and members, or it, uh, probably what's going to touch us most it may be just conflict within the leadership itself. Um, and each one of those is going to kind of have its own unique attributes to it. But uh, as we get into next week, I think we're seeing that the way through conflict for all those different situations and scenarios would probably be pretty similar. Yeah. I mean, it's a reminder here that conflict can come up, like you had mentioned, from anyone and from anywhere. And uh, I think it's just good to be mindful of it. And again, the call for maturity and the invitation that Paul gives us and, and that we see throughout scripture that Jesus gives us even is there's there's a biblical way to handle it uh, mm-hmm. and to handle it with maturity. And that is, I think, the invitation that we are calling and, and trying to guide us all towards as we do these episodes is that um, let's let's keep in mind the gospel. Let's keep in mind the intent of Jesus uh, towards restoration, right? That is his ultimate mission. That is what he came for. And restoration, you know, spiritually speaking, Jesus gives us the, the salvation from our sins, right? We're free from that, uh, from that burden. At the same time, restoration means that there was damaged relationships. Um, mm-hmm. And in the same way, like there was damaged relationships, damaged relationships between us and God, there's damaged relationships between us and other people. So mm-hmm. as far as it's up to us, we ought to live peacefully and to pursue that restoration, which is why, you know, as we talk about conflict, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, discipline and how that plays a role in the life of the church as well. Uh, but we, do, we don't want to minimize this. We know that this is a sensitive topic. And if, uh, you know, if we can be a sounding board for you, uh, we definitely would invite and welcome feedback or input if you want to send us a direct message. Uh, we know, I don't know if you know this, Jordan, but we have an email uh, based on how active it is. Our podcast yes. has an email, and if you'd like to get a hold of us, that's flyoverministrypodcast at gmail.com. But uh, as we wrap up this episode, Jordan, do you have any other thoughts? I do. I, I think it's important for us to recognize, too, that we can, I mean, between the two of us, this is kind of like a lighthearted thing as I'm quoting, you know, uh, The Incredibles and different things like that. But mm-hmm. also, when I think back to just times in my own ministry where there has been conflict present, um, pretty significant stuff. It's not a pleasant thing to go through, and it can be really, really heavy. Um, so we just want to acknowledge that too. Like this is something that uh, it's not a joy for us to to walk through, but we're going to walk through it at some point. And um, I really encourage you to to tune in next week as we kind of talk about the way through conflict, which is going to address that too. Um, but with that, as we wrap up today, um, just want to encourage you too that. While this is a reality, it doesn't have to be the norm. And there is hope. Um, we are, if, if the gospel is true and we are living lives of being forgiven, demonstrated by Christ, and we're called to extend forgiveness to others, then through the power of the Holy Spirit, we should be able to be reconciled with anybody um, that we're in conflict with. 
And so we pray that as you wait, I'm sure, on the edge of your seat until next week's episode comes out, may you be encouraged. You're not alone. Uh, the conflict is not just something that you have experienced by yourself, but it is something that we are in with together. Um, so be encouraged and go and serve the Lord. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to Flyover Ministry. You can find, follow, and give feedback on our Instagram and Facebook pages at Flyover Ministry. You can also get in contact with us on our Gmail account, flyoverministrypodcast at gmail.com. You can find other episodes that we've recorded on iTunes and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, and please feel free to share them with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.